Hey everybody, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley, I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me as always is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer for the Giant Insider. And normally on a Friday podcast, we're talking about the predictions for the weekend, we go into who the Giants are playing. But since we were all uh, witnesses, or I should say victims, to last night's debacle, I think this one, Chris, we'll, we'll talk about the state of affairs uh, in the Meadowlands and kind of give a state of the union of the Giants. And let me start off by saying, uh, right now, that the Giants somehow this year are actually worse than they were last year. Without Ben McAdoo, with a whole new offensive line, with a rookie running back for the ages, a guy who was so talented, better than I thought he was going to be. A new coach, uh, the same quarterback that we've had for a while, a revamped defense, new guys, new everything, new GM, yet... We are worse, absolutely worse than we were last year. Chris, tell me I'm wrong. I wish I could tell you you were wrong, Jerry, but I can't. But, um, yeah, it's, it's worse than last year. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it anymore. Uh, you know, the defense was pretty decent beginning of the year. That's gone now, right? I mean, they, they can't really stop anybody now. Um, oh, and, and Olivier Vernon came back and, you know what, actually showed somewhat yeah. of a pass rush. He actually played pretty well. So for everyone saying that yeah. Vernon wasn't going to make a difference, yeah, yeah, okay, they still lost. But at least it was something. At least he, he provided some kind of spark. But, I mean, my God, man. We'll get into, the, we'll get into the, this debacle, the game on Monday, but for, on the Monday podcast. But right now, man, one in five, what I saw last night and what we've seen so far, yeah. look, Eli Manning is a shell of what he was All right, at age 37. Mm-hmm. The offensive yeah. line is doing him no favors. They are abysmal. They are an abysmal unit. Nate Solder, as I give him a D minus, not quite an F. I give him a D minus. Patrick Omame is no better than John Jerry. Will Hernandez is pretty good in getting better. Okay? I mean, I can't believe... Manning last night was hit 19, I think 19 times and sacked four. Yeah. But just the... Yeah. With with what I saw in that game, the offense couldn't do anything. The defense couldn't stop anybody. And again, I I don't want to just dwell on that game. I kind of want to give a whole... uh, Again, the, 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 the whole six games in a sum, right? And for being one in five, I can't mm-hmm. believe what I'm seeing each and every week. And like I said, Manning's struggling. His line's doing him no favors, but it's clear, Chris, it's clear that the only yep. thing Giant fans have to look forward to right now is the 2019 NFL draft and what quarterback we're going to take. And, and Giant fans out there, if I'm you, I'm listening, I'm watching the Washington-Oregon game tomorrow night. Because from everything right. I hear, it's going to be Justin Herbert next year as the Giants' number one pick. It might be the number one pick in the draft that the Giants are picking there. But that's the kid it seems like everybody wants. And, man, I, j- I can't believe how this team has failed in every aspect so far this year. Yeah. Uh, last night was all three phases, right? I mean, it was – at least they were competitive the first five games. Last night they won't, right, Jerry? I mean – they were just dominated by the Eagles for 60 minutes last night. Um, started right off with the turnover, bad throw by Eli. Um, 
and it continued. It just snowballed from there. Um, really ugly. Like you said, Jerry, I don't think there's any question they will go with a quarterback next year. Eli is, I'm sorry, but he just shell-shocked, in my opinion, <clears throat> in that pocket. Um, he was batted last night. He had Most of the time, he had no chance. Um, it seems to me, Jerry, that when he does have time, he's anticipating getting hit. Um, he can't have that. He's a veteran in 15 years in the league, and I think the hits, Jerry, the poorest offensive line the last five, six years has taken a toll on Eli, and it has affected him in that pocket. Um, yeah, Chris, you, you sent out me, a tweet. You sent out a tweet last night, and uh, you know yeah. I'm not kissing your butt here, man. It was brilliant. This, this, what's happened to Eli Manning has been a failure of Jerry Reese. Okay, so what we're seeing today right. is a completely shell shocked 37 year old who never had the legs. Right? I mean, he, other than one play in the Super Bowl where he right. somehow escaped, never had the legs. The arm strength, yeah. just throwing the ball down the field, he just doesn't look like he has it anymore. Uh, he looks completely like he's playing with absolutely no confidence. And I always go back to there was one hit he took in 2016. You guys can all say I'm crazy. But if you YouTube it, it's there. Chris Baker's mm -hmm. hit on him in the mm -hmm. Redskin game. He drilled him. And yeah. I thought since that yeah. game, he's just been shell-shocked. And, and you're right. It's a, it's a result of five or six years. And th to say that Reese didn't try to fix the line is a little disingenuous. I mean, he, he just he whiffed. Oh, I, he oh, whiffed. Jerry, on I, and, oh, no, not you. Uh, Jerry, I'm saying what people say. Yeah. Not oh, you. Okay, okay. What people yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, okay. He whiffed right. on everyone. Justin Pugh, Weston Richburg. Uh, James Brewer, I, my God, terrible picks. Eric Flowers, who now is yeah. the Jaguar. Um, who else? I'm missing guys. Um, Brandon Mosley, McCants, who all of a sudden, who, who they cut and ended up being a Raider. He missed on, and it, it, I think it started when he got David Boss in 2011, who was a terrible center. Jerry Reese could mm -hmm. not spot an offensive lineman with, uh, with a flashlight, man. But, oh my God, I... I he is. He was so bad at protecting Eli Manning and building around him. And yep. like, and this is what we have now. We just have a shell shot quarterback who it feels oh. the rush when it's not even there. Yeah, there's no question um, that Eli is doing that in the pocket. Um, he has no faith in the offensive line at all. And a few times he has time, you know, he just looks like he's anticipating getting hit. You know. Um, it's it's really a shame, Jerry, because um, Eli was what thirty one when he won Super Bowl forty six. Yeah, that's right. And the, at, that's still prime years for a quarterback, right? But and they basically have been wasted because a general manager did not know how to draft. And now, I mean, you never said he didn't address the offensive line. He did, right? But he, he didn't pick solid. Players. That was the problem. He, yeah, he, he whiffed. You can make years. the argument, Chris, that he whiffed on every pick he made. Um. Yeah. I, listen. Um, on the on the line. On the line. I mean, I mean, and you could throw in Mitch Petras too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. No. On the offensive stink. line. No. I know. You, yeah. No. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Listen. Pugh gave us a couple of decent years. Uh, Witchburg gave us what one decent year, two maybe, but they were not. You know. First of all, my they weren't tackles, Jerry. Right. I mean. Right. How, how do you build an offensive line in today's football? You need offensive tackles, right, bud? Yeah. And he hasn't drafted – he never drafted solid offensive tackles. Okay, he drafted a couple of guards, you know, the whole deal. He drafted tackles, but like guys like James Brewer were just on NFL 
type caliber players, you know. Um, oh, James Brewer from that powerhouse, Indiana. Right. Um, so Jerry Reese is the reason why Eli Manning has wasted a lot of his prime years. And it's a shame. And the result of that has been him getting batted a lot. He has lost confidence, I believe, in his offensive line the last few years. I mean, rightfully so. And he has lost confidence in himself at times. I think Eli, um, you know, where he's just not confident enough to, you know, throw the ball, let let receivers run their routes, and he's just checking down a lot, you know. And yeah, I um, mean, he's not even he's not stepping up in the pocket. He's just he's almost bailing out of everything. Yeah. And and the, I I actually thought yeah. the the most confident he looked I thought was the Jaguar game for some reason. Even I'd say Houston too, obviously because mm-hmm. they won that game. But I thought in the Jacksonville game, mm-hmm. he, he kind of seemed to look like he had a little faith in his line. I just thought he missed some passes. But last night, he looked, I mean, just almost like he didn't want to be out there. And I look, I don't even blame the guy. But what's clear is his skills have declined drastically. And uh, if you watch mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, to, to say that the Giants should have taken a quarterback, I mean, listen, all right, so if, you take, if you took, let's just pretend in fantasy land that we took Sam Darnold. You take Sam Darnold. Right. A Giant fans got to realize you don't get Saquon Barkley as well. He's gone. So then, okay, you're going to take a running back in the second or third round, you know, because running backs are available all through the draft, they say. Well, then you're not getting Will Hernandez. So let me tell me what happens to Sam Darnold behind this line with just Odell and Shepard. Mm. No running game or, or a, a subpar one and an even possibly a worse offensive line. Not to mention the fact that he was going to sit for a year because the Giants couldn't cut Manning because of the salary cap ramifications. So I don't want to hear right. it anymore about Barkley and a, and a quarterback. The Giants mm-hmm. will be picking top five next year. They're going to get the guy they want one yes. way or another, whether they trade up or what. But I'm so sick of hearing it. And everyone's saying, oh, you, you blew it. You didn't take Darnold or Allen or Rosen. And if you watch Barkley, mm-hmm. to, I don't – I mean, I, are people high? Are people nuts? This kid, Ike Reese, who's an eagle, mm-hmm. put it best – Giant fans are looking at this year and saying, we should have taken a quarterback. You're going to get your guy next year. And I just, I'm sick of hearing that argument. I'm sick mm-hmm. of Giant fans saying it. And it's just, um, yeah, it's frustrating, well, man. You know, <laughs> well, in all fairness, a lot of people said that at the beginning of the season, Jerry, not figuring that the Giants are going to have a top three pick again, right? right. I mean, they were like, well, you know, you should have taken a quarterback. I'm uh, taking a quarterback because, you know, you're not going to be picking that high again. Well, guess what, Jerry? We're going to be picking that high again. But they're, and and they're, but they're, still, but they're still dumb enough to say it, and that's what drives me crazy. People yeah. are still saying yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, or they're still saying it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, um, now, here, you know, like, like you said, a Donald or a Rosen, you know, they weren't going to be playing this year until probably the second half of the year when the Giants are out of it. And if you do that, what happens then? Right. They get destroyed behind this offensive line now. How much does that set them back, right? Even if we did do that, right? I, you know, and he put him in because I don't think Sherman's going to sit around when we're one eleven and just keep playing Eli. I really don't. No, I, I think they'll I do think it more of a. Get in there. Yeah, I think they're going to do more of a professional way where Eli plays a half, you know, and then they put the kid in, you know, or or you know something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not going to be like last year; it was a debacle. Um, but. They're going to have to look at Laletta. They did draft him. I'm sure they're going to, you know, put him in there. Sherman said today they're not even thinking that. Rightfully so. They're, you know, it's a one in five team, not a one in eleven team, and they're not going to throw. You know, at, at one in five, you're not going to throw the white towel in. Yeah. No matter 
how much you know they're not gonna they're not going anywhere. You're just not gonna do that, Jerry. Yeah. Not now. Right. Not October twelfth. I mean, I, and it's and Sherman's right, and the organization's right. I don't I don't blame them for that. You can't just say, okay, that's it, we're done. You know, what I mean, that ain't happening. But but I don't think there's any question, Jerry, that Eli Manning. Um, will not be the quarterback next year. And trust me, Jerry, I'm not blaming this on Eli. You right. know, I'm not blaming it on Eli. I'm just saying that the organization needs to move on, um, draft a younger kid with a little legs to get out of the pocket and keep building that offensive line, you know. But um, listen, Eli's 37. He's got three kids and a wife. And I don't care what anybody says. When you catch a beating oh, for the number you. of years yep. that he that he has caught a beating and – you know, you when you're 24, Jerry, and or you, you know, and you stand in the pocket and you say to yourself, "Okay, I don't care if this guy drills." Oh, you, you have times. no, you have no sense of mortality, whether in life or in right. football. So I, I right. couldn't agree but more with you, what you're saying. But when you right, right, when you're 37, you have three daughters. Guess what? Maybe you check down a little quicker when you know when the pocket's collapsing. And listen, NFL players have said that, Jerry. I, I you know, so. I totally agree. And believe me, Jerry, I'm not calling Eli Manning a less of a man because of that, because that guy is one of the toughest guys I've ever seen. Oh, Eli. I, I mean, just he the, even took it. I'm sorry, Jerry, just one quick thing. He took a hit last night. I think it was from Michael Bennett. Yeah. And he, Eli actually stayed down like for like two, three seconds, which is a yeah. shocker. Yeah. You could tell the hit really jolted him, Jerry. And he got, of course he got up because Eli is one of the toughest guys I've ever seen, you know, I'm not calling him less of a man, buddy, but it is the reality of the situation. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, the 2011 championship game alone showed you how tough he was and then what he's gone through for the past five yeah. or six years. And, you know, a stellar lineman like JD Walton are in front of him and Bobby Hart. And I mean, the list goes on and on mm-hmm. of the, of the jokes, the yeah. absolute jokes that have yeah. been in front of him. But, um, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not always looking for like the defining moment in giants history. Right. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, the miracle of the Meadowlands in 78 prompted a firing mm-hmm. and, and almost I always felt like when that when that happened, it was such a cataclysmically terrible event that the Giants fired everyone, hired George Young, and then they drafted Sims Taylor and the rest was history. In a way, it was almost a good right. thing. Right. In a very strange, perverse, weird way. Last night to me, it seemed like Giant fans came to the realization, most of them, that. Uh, three things. One, they have to move on from Eli. Two, the new face of the franchise is clearly Saquon Barkley, which is why I said since February he was going to be the draft pick. And three, mm-hmm. uh, are people ready to move on from Odell Beckham? Because it's one thing to smash your head into a fan and act like a complete idiot on the sidelines like he does all the time. Um, but it's mm-hmm. another thing to do the interview that he did with Josina Anderson after the Giants paid him $95 million, 65 guaranteed, and then say he likes L.A. better mm-hmm. and he likes the sunshine. And then also, you know, before the end yep. of the half, Odell disappears, and then he comes back after the second half kickoff and then says, oh, I needed an IV. But I, yeah. what, what was this? Yeah. Matt, was this phantom IV? Did it happen? Are, are Giant fans, do you think, ready to just say, you know what, I've had enough? And more importantly, Chris, do you think the giant organization mm-hmm. thinks, you know what, this is just not worth the trouble anymore? Well, I think a portion of the giant fans are. You know, there's, I think a, a portion of the giant fans have are starting to get fed up with Odell's antics. You know, um, I think the interview hurt him. 
I think a lot of Giants and, and, and fans Chris, look at the trust me, bud, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you're in that locker room, but I, I just your sense of oh, things. Oh, don't matter. That's all. Yeah, yeah um, listen, you know, um, I could tell you this. I'll, I'll, we'll never name anybody, but I can tell you this, that, you know, some plays, when I do mention Odell, do roll their eyes, you know, um, yeah. kind of like the axe getting old, you know, the interview. All right, they moved past it and all that, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, some guys look at it like, you know, you understand, Jerry, when, when players are sitting there in their locker room stalled and they have to keep answering Odell questions, it gets annoying. Sure. It I gets mean, you annoying. Could, you could you know, see Shermer got annoyed last week. And don't Shermer got annoyed with it last week when they were asking him after the Carolina game. Yeah, Shermer was, well, Jerry Shermer was annoyed last night Yeah, about it. Sure. Um, you know, when you're losing football games and the first question out of a reporter's mouth about Odell's antics, it's annoying. And Sherman was not happy with it. Um, today he came out and said, you know, I wouldn't slam my head against the uh, fan to fire myself up. You know, um, saw Sherman quickly in the locker room after the game last night. Didn't look like he was happy with a lot of stuff besides the play of the football team. Yeah. Um, kind of glanced over to Odell's locker while he was talking. Uh, you know, the way I looked at it was like uh, he wasn't too happy. Yeah, I mean, you, you can get a sense of it, right? I mean, I can you, you can almost yeah, feel it. Yeah. You can feel it in the interviews. You can just feel it within the organization. And I, I, I it's almost like a turning point. Last night was a, a another ego game turning point for this franchise where it's going to go off and I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm full of it. Maybe I'm out of my mind. But I, I just think everything's going to kind of go off in different directions now. The quarterback, the face being Saquon and kind of building around him and I don't know, man. I I, mm-hmm. I watched what happened with Odell, and I thought it was sickening. I thought it was uh, to to, me, to follow well, up. Let me to, ask, yeah, let real me, quick. To, I just let me make one point. To follow up the interview yeah. that came out with that and what he did last night. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. I I got. I think the Giants have to have complete buyer's remorse with this contract. I don't know if they have it yet, Terry, but I think that. The Odell drama um, is starting to wear thin on Sherma. Um, yeah. I, if it continues, Jerry, I think Sherma, I mean, is going to be pretty much fed up with it. Yeah. Where he, I could see him down the road, kind of, you know, saying to Gettleman or it's him or me. Like, what? What are we doing? Right. I, I don't. You know what, Jerry? I don't want to go with the him or me. No, I know, but scenario, but. but, but but, but, as, a, but wanna, as a coach, I, as a coach, you have to take control of your team, and if you don't, you're not going right. to get the respect that you want. Right. Um, it's just like, you know, after the interview, you know, Sherman has basically said, "Okay, I talked to him about it," and then, you know, he, he's coming out, you know, slamming his head, and that's Odell. I understand. I know. That, I know that's part of the deal. But you think. You think it would give Sherman like a kind of a break, right? I mean, he right. had to answer all kinds of questions about this interview for three days. Yep. And now he's got to ask questions about an IV. He's got to ask questions about, sla- you know, slamming his head on the sideline. Yep. Uh, Saquon had to calm him down. You know, he's got the tears in the eyes again. I understand the emotion. Uh, yeah. A lot oh, of by people the way, love our 21-year-old rookie, our 21-year-old rookie was the mm-hmm. one to calm him down. The mm-hmm. Uh, the the twenty one year old calm down yeah. the twenty five year old five year veteran but okay go ahead sorry bud yeah 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 and Russell Shepard was trying to last night you know on the bench he's trying to calm him down too a little bit um 
again, mind you, again, he was trying to calm him down. Um, it's just, you know, a, a head coach does not want to deal with this on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yeah. four months of the season, you know, especially when you're losing, Jerry. You know, it's very, very frustrating with Sherman, and you can see in his face that he's just so sick of this already that he has to answer Odell questions. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I'm sitting in the press conference room, you know, with everybody waiting for Coach Sherman last night after the game, and he was asked about Odell leaving. You know, he said he needed an IV. Um, and we all looked at each other. <laughs> and I don't, think there was, I don't think there was one person in the press conference room that believed yeah. Why Odell needed an IV last sure. night. Sure. Why would you believe and it? You look, well, you know, um, I got to be honest with you. I believe the first one last week, I said, okay, you know, we'll mm-hmm. give the, you know, obviously who, 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 who might have said that's not true. Second week in a row, walking to the locker room without a trainer, which is always, right? Okay, you always see him walking with a trainer if somebody needs an IV, right? Without a trainer, I see him walking in the tunnel, shaking his head like in disgust. Um, I have a hard time believing, Jerry, that he needed an IV last night. And, Sherman came out today because, if you remember, they ran one play, right, with two seconds left while Odell was in the locker room yep. <laughs> last night, Jerry, before halftime. And he asked Sherman about Sherman because I didn't even know he wasn't on the sidelines. Then, then they told him. And that's so bad, man. He, that's so bad. And, I didn't know. Oh, my right, God. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they asked him about the play because what happened, if you remember, was that they had two seconds left. So Sherman decided not to take a lead. He, he called a pass, remember? Yeah. And it wasn't a Hail Mary. I don't know why, but he called a little whatever pass. And they had a formation in, and they had, they told him that Odell's not even on the field. He was in a locker room. And Sherman, you know, came out to the media and said, I didn't even know that. I had to put somebody else in the game, which, you know, which I believe was Cody Latimer or was might have been Joel Davis. I'm not sure. But um, not a good look, but, you know, um, not a lot of people believe in he needed an IV. Uh, I'm not going to say he's a lie. I, I just – I have a hard time believing it myself, Jerry, um, that he needed for the second week of all. I was watching him on sidelines in the first half. He wasn't, like, laying down, cramping up. Looks like even complaining about cramps. But I'm not a doctor, bud, so I'm not going to come out and say the kid was totally lying, but I had a hard time believing it. Yeah, you know, man, I, the approach I take with Odell, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it after this, but, I, you know, I think everybody is pretty clear where I stand from the stuff I write about Odell and what I've been advocating last year as well. I mean – in, in 1983, Brad Van Pelt went for, wanted a raise from George Young, and he basically said, I'm one of the best linebackers in the league, blah, blah, blah. And George Young looked at him and said, yeah, yeah. you're right. You are. Everything you said to me is right. But we can go 3-12-1 without you. And since 2014, we've had one winning season. And in that winning season, I don't need to remind everyone about the awesome boat trip and the drop passes in the Green Bay game. Now, did he drop the passes because mm-hmm. of the boat trip? No. But it's just another distraction with this guy. They haven't won a playoff game mm-hmm. since he's been there, and they've had losing seasons. They're on their way to another. They're on their way to probably a four to a four and twelve season if they're lucky. I think it's going to oh, be worse. Than, lucky. Yeah. I think it's going to be worse than last year. I think they're going to be two and fourteen. But, but that's just me. I think they win one more game. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is not. I just don't think he's worth the trouble. It is what it is. The Giants have made their decision. I'm not going to affect any change by saying this, but I would have never mm-hmm. signed him. I advocated trading him for a first-round pick, 
and kind of going from there. But we are where we are, and he gives us something to talk about every week. So thank you, Odell. Thank you for giving us a topic to discuss, just in case the Giants weren't interesting enough at one and five. Um, but that's enough with Odell, Chris. Uh, the, 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 defense, okay. the defense so far, the defense so far, uh, you said it. Uh, disappointed with, with James Betcher's scheme. I, I don't know. This mm. defense has no identity to me. And now I'm starting to see the same things I saw last year. It started in the Carolina game, and it kind of continued in the Eagle game. The, the tackling is just is terrible. Carl Banks is saying it. Like, the fundamentals are, are yeah. lost on defense. Yeah, I don't know what's going on the last two weeks, right? I mean, they, they must have about 20 missed tackles in two weeks. I mean, what's going on there? You know, I mean, I, just, I don't get uh, – yeah, Jerry, i got to be honest with you. I mean, I was praising Betcha and the design and the schemes and the looks he was showing in, in camp and the stuff he was working on. I just haven't seen that, Jerry, when the regular season has started. I haven't seen it. And, and Chris, to that you know, point, real quick, you haven't seen the offense either. Like, you, you, were, you were talking about all the offensive, how mm-hmm. exotic it, it looked, this offense, and we haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. I, I, what are they, coaching scared? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man, but uh, I, I don't know. But, but, but talk, you know, st- about staying with the defense yeah. for a second. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, they're not getting any pressure. I mean, OV helped last night, no question about it. He had like three or four pressures, two pressures, plus the sack. He definitely helped OV. But other than that, you know, Wentz had all the time in the world, right? I mean, numerous times, you know, <clears throat> he had all the time in the world for, you know, for, for an offensive line that's given up a lot of sacks. And then they got hurt. And then guys were getting hurt yeah. through the game for the Eagles, right? And the Giants still weren't getting there. You know, when, when Jason Peters tore his bicep and, <clears throat> excuse me, Lane Johnson was hobbling around. I thought Betcher was going to start sending a house on third down plays, you know, and he didn't. I mean, you know, so is it because he has no confidence in his secondary? How could you not have confidence in Jenkins and Apple? I mean, who, who did not play well last night, mind you, but still, if you're going to lose, Jeff, you're going to give up 30 points by rushing four men. Once in a while, you send a blitz, fifth guy, whatever. You might as well lose by sending six, five, six guys, right? Right, because then you'll, you'll at least, at least like you'll that. force Wentz into either a sack or an interception. I, I, I do something, man. I mean, you know, you, you, I, I, it's baffling to me, Jerry, what they're doing on defense. And then last night, you know, Ray Ray Armstrong's been a big part of his defense, right? Yep. First five games. Last night he doesn't play. He only played a few snaps. And then all of a sudden you see Nate Stupa in the rotation. Yeah. Like, like what's going on? I mean, it's like a good – now it's a good – Ray Ray Armstrong and Nate Stupar rotation on the inside. Yeah, I don't know, bud. I, I, don't, I don't know if offenses are sleeping or are, are staying up at night worrying about Nate Stupar um, rushing the passer. I, uh, nothing against him; he's been a good special what? teams player. But come on, man. Yeah, you know what, Jerry? Uh, they're not worried about. I don't think any offenses are worried about our defense because we don't get to the quarterback. And um, you know, and, and now the guys in the back end. You know, Collins last night just, you know, letting Ashton Ash Jeffrey get away from him. And he, was, he was there. Big plays down the he field. had the coverage and he let him get away. Because, he, I tell you why he let him get away, because he had Jeffrey, he was yeah. placing him in the end zone, and then he started looking up at Wentz to see what he was doing. And as soon as he did that, Jeffrey broke away from him. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, which, which Landon admitted to us. I'm not making this up, folks. Landon admitted to it, you yeah. know? Um, 
And then you got guys, you know, down the field, you know, you know, Wentz extends plays, so you have to stick with your receiver and Apple what? I think twice last night, Apple let his guy get away. Nelson Aguilar had a big play down the field, right, yeah. when Wentz extended the play? Yep. Apple, uh, Jeffrey Apple had a play. Him. Apple um, lost him. I mean, that first touchdown, that's like, that's like automatic. That's like me. That's like me saying, "Hey, what's your name, Jerry Foley?" I mean, it's like you know, it's like as automatic as as it comes, right? It's as, as he's, the, he's the new Jason Witten. He's our new Jason Witten. Zach Ertz. Yeah, I mean, as, as automatic as you know your name, Jerry is as automatic. Wentz is going to hit Zach Ertz in the red zone for a yeah. touchdown. I mean, it's it's just no question about it. Same route as last year, you know, except a different defender. <laughs> it's like incredible, so, you know. So, so um, we, we're, we're, we've covered offense and defense, right? And we, we were talking about it earlier. The, the Giants have turned over, I think, 31 guys. And I was kind of going back to 84 was the last time I remember that many. I think they overturned 22, and they went from you know, 83 to 84. They were 312 and 1. I, I, I have no idea how you no, remember that. I, I have I, no I'm, idea how you remember I'm that, idiot, man. Yeah. There's something seriously wrong with you, by the way. I, well, yeah, they, I have no idea you remember that. Okay. So they went from 312 and 1 to 9 and 7. They overturned 22 guys. <laughs> so now they overturned yeah. 31. And I thought, well, the roster was so bad. Maybe they'll get better. But what I've learned, unfortunately, and I think everybody's learning, is next year in the offseason, somehow through the draft and free agency, in order to be competitive, Mm -hmm. the Giants need Mm -hmm. a quarterback, another receiver, whether it's a replacement for our guy, which it won't be. He'll be there, too. But they need another receiver on the other side because it's just not working right now with just Shepard in the slot. So they're going to need a quarterback, a receiver, a pass rusher, whether it's a D-end or a linebacker, a safety, because uh, Curtis Riley's not cutting it, and I don't know if Landon Collins is going to get signed, a corner, because I mm-hmm. think Jenkins is going to go, and I would say at yeah. least, at least two offensive linemen, and probably a linebacker. I just counted eight guys over the draft and free agency that they're going to have to nail, right, before they can even be like eight and eight. And maybe I'm making too much of it, but the roster as it stands now is so bad up and down, right? Other than we're really good in spots at running back and Odell's very talented and Vernon's a good pass rusher, but the, the roster is so depleted of talent. We're going to need about eight guys next year to be competitive. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not doing this to depress you and every giant fan in the world, but this is what I'm seeing now. And I'm just thinking, my God, Gettleman, he thought his job was tough this year. Wait till next year because it's all going to be on him next year. Yeah, sure. Now it's going to be his his team, right? It's totally his yep. team, right? Second draft, you know. Um, yeah, listen, uh, they got some young kids. That, you know, they got an old team coming. Uh, you know, I think, listen, Jerry, if they could get a solid right tackle and a if they could draft – or sign, draft one and sign a free agent on the offensive line. That's effective now. I don't mean signing a passing Omami and then he looks like, you know, my grandmother out there. I mean, a guy that they <laughs> signed that actually plays football. Yeah. You know what I mean? That actually knows how to play the sport of football. That it could actually hold Fletcher, Fletcher Cox up for a couple of plays, you know, during a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if you could get, you know, if they could draft, Listen, Jerry, you can improve that. Uh, we thought the offensive line was going to be improved, right? It, it hasn't. 
Okay, it hasn't. It's somehow, 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 it's. I think it's worse somehow. And I, I look at the I, names. I don't know how it's worse, but I think it is. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. Um, John Jerry's probably better than Apache Gomami. He know. turned out to be better than Apache oh, Gomami. Is that a kick? And at the beginning of the year, watching Omami last year and and, and Jacksonville and then Jerry, I was like, well, it's, it's an upgrade. Omami's an upgrade over Jerry. You know what? It hasn't been an upgrade over Jerry. Jerry might have been better. Oh, you know? my God. Scary. Scary, bud. Now, Scary. Uh, what, yeah. what do, you, do you think? Do you think Chad Wheeler is penciled in for next year or penned in? No, no way. Right. No way. He's pending. I, yeah. I, when this season ends, I don't think there's any way Shermer get him and say, okay, that's our right tackle. Yeah, I, I was hoping he would tell listen, me, kid, yes, I just, I'm looking for something here, man. Yeah, listen, the kid has done, the kid has done a, he's done a pretty decent job, Chad. He's, he's done, he's played better than when real, than Flowers was playing out yeah. there. I give him that, you know. Yeah, but he's just not a quality right tackle. He's better than Flowers, but he's not a quality right tackle. He's not a kid you look at and say, "Okay, this is our kid next year, right tackle." No way. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so they'll look to upgrade that. You know, and obviously, I, Jerry, I got to be honest. I I sent it out on Twitter today that Pat Sherman should have his head checked if he comes back with mm-hmm. Patrick Omame at right guard for yeah. the Falcon game. I'm what, sorry. What, what would you? What, what's, the, what's the lineup you would have? I would have Pulley, who yeah. played 16 games last year for uh, you know hit, snapping to Philip Rivers. I would have him at center, and I would put you know the veteran Greco at right guard and try that combination. Jerry could it get Jerry could it get worse, bud? No, but we also said this line can't be worse than last year. But you're I I, I agree with you. I'm just I, it scares the hell out of me because going into this season I thought well the line's fixed and. Man, was I wrong. The right side was terrible. Nate Solder's not playing up to what, what I thought he could be. And, and real quick, man, uh, going forward, no more ex-Patriots and no more ex-Eagles because those two teams know when guys are done, especially Eagles. Connor Barwin last night, I mean, the ball was thrown literally through his body somehow. That, that could have been a game changer. He hasn't done anything with this team. Uh, the Eagles, no. you know, yeah, I, right. I go back to like Dorsey Levins, Brian Mitchell, Carlos Simmons, uh, Jerome McDougal, mm-hmm. Connor Barwin, all ex-league Eagles who stunk with the Giants. No more Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no more Patriots, right? I mean, yeah, the Belichick lets you yes, go. Yes, <laughs> right. I can't, listen, I can't cru- you know, crucify Sola after six games, but um, he hasn't played that well. You know, no. He got beat bad last night. And, you know, when you draft, Jerry, too, you know, when you draft, you're drafting against your opponents, right, in your division, right? Right. Because you're facing them twice a year. Yep. The Giants have to get interior linemen, you know, especially a right guard. Why? Okay. You're, and now, now people are, oh, why is that, Chris? Why is that so? Because you're playing Fletcher Cox twice a year. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And you're going to be seeing two young studs for the Redskins, too, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The two kids from Alabama, Okay. Their two draft picks the last two years. So when you're facing those teams twice a year, you know, you, that's part of the strategy when you're drafting. Patrick Omami is getting dom- dominated, dominated up front. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Last night, Fletcher Cox was playing with him last night. It was embarrassing the way Cox was throwing him around last night, Jerry. Yep. yep. Uh, I, you know, so can't go. I, I, cannot, I cannot see Sherman 
and I'm looking forward to actually asking him asking him next week if uh, somebody beats me to it. But I am definitely going to ask him if he's coming back with that combination again because uh, I can't see it, but can't see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm so bummed. It's you know, the weather finally broke here in the Northeast. It felt like fall today for like the first time ever. Yeah, this year. Yep. And I go outside, and I, my team's one in five, man. It's a it's a bummer. Like I, we yeah, are in season's over. We're we're at the season's over. We're in the wilderness years two point right? And and we are just I don't know oh, how long yeah. this I don't know how this long this is gonna last. I mean, everyone always says, well, you can turn things around quickly, but the Giants haven't. It's been five years of bad football outside of one playoff appearance where they just you know crap the bed as they say, and. Uh, the defense was good that year. The offense was not. And I don't know, man. I don't know where this team's going. I don't know where they're headed. It seems like they're they're just a, 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 a lost ship at sea. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if, we, mean, have the, Jerry, I don't know if we have the right coach anymore. I have no idea, man. Go ahead. What's up? Well, Jerry, here's the thing. You know, you're pretty happy with Gettleman's draft this year, aren't you? Yes, yes. Okay, so Absolutely. let's get, you know, let's, let's, let's get him another draft, yeah. you know, in 2019. Yeah. And let's see where he takes it from there. He's found a lot of good, solid players in his five years in Carolina, right? You agree yep. with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he found, he found a lot of good offensive linemen now, Gettleman. One undrafted that turned out to be a pro bowler. Um, you know, and he drafted two guys in the middle round, something Jerry Reese could not do. Right. Find talent in the middle round. Yeah. Okay. Reese stunk <laughs> at that. That's why we are here today where we are at. Yeah. Numerous losing seasons because you have to draft in the middle rounds. All right? So what a gentleman in his years in Carolina drafted, okay, a Trey Turner pro bowler in the third round, drafted a Darrell Williams out of nowhere in the fourth round, and he made the pro bowl. He was all pro. Yeah. which is a big difference in a pro bowler, okay? Yeah, right, right. He was all pro last year. So, Gettleman, you know, he got to Hernandez. I, I, you know, this Hernandez kid's going to get better and better. No, oh, I like him. He's played yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He's played pretty good for the Giants. He's made mistakes. He had a, he had a good pancake wrong, block on Barkley's. Good. He had a good pancake block on Barkley's run last night. Yeah, he sprung. He, he sprung Barkley on that, on that run. Yep. Uh, that was Hernandez's block. And then Shepard on the crackback, you know, was the final one. But, but what you uh, you know what was they saying is that you know Gettleman pretty good draft. I mean you know this Carter I like him. I don't know why he's not getting more snaps. I don't either. Like, I don't um, understand that. B.J. Hill, right? You know, and, uh, you know this McIntosh kid. We're going to see what he's got next year when he gets healthy. Yeah. Um. So 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 pretty good, right, Jerry? So let's get Gettleman. Let him get another draft under his belt. Cut the roster some more. Um. We're going to have to move on from Eli. And we'll see. You know what, Jerry? Don't be that discouraged um, because you can turn teams around pretty quick. In I, I feel but. like a, you're, you're like my shrink, and you're trying to talk me from jumping off. Well, the, uh, I'm the just building. saying it. You know, I'm just saying it because you know I've seen it. You know, um, you've seen teams go from you know pretty bad to pretty good the next year. Uh, you know, so let's just see what happens. But I, I let's give Gettleman another year to build up that offensive line. Um, did he overpay for Solda? Obviously, then you know. Yeah. Um, but let let Solo play the rest of this season. Um, honestly, 
Solder always gets off a little slow. He hasn't played that good. I know that. He hasn't played that good. Let's see how he finishes. There's still 10 games left, bud, right? There's still 10 games left. One more. Obviously, the right side of the line. One more question, bud. Yeah. What is the, what's yeah. the record have to be before we see Kyle Lalletta? Mm, I would say probably you figure around Halloween, bud. Wow, uh, really? I'd say right around I would say right around right after Halloween there'll be they could be one in eight, right? Yeah. One in nine, whatever it is, or beginning yeah, so of November. They have, they have Atlanta and then um, Washington. The and first then, game and then, you know what? Actually that's right. a good point, but they have Atlanta, Washington, then I think they have a bye, and then they have the forty nine yeah. or so. If they're one how about this? If they're one in seven into the bye, do we see Lawletta mm-hmm. and San Fran maybe? I think you'll see Loletta activated. Yeah. Act, you know, yep. he'll, you'll see him on the on the fifty on the forty six for game day. Right. And I think you're going to see Sherma, you know, getting him more involved in practice, which he is. He's involved in practice. Yeah. You know, uh, him and you know he gets reps in practice. Besides Eli, he does. Um, I think you'll see his reps incre- incre- increase in practice. And obviously, the first game that he is backing up Eli, it will be this. The sign, right? The telltale sign that he's going to be coming in real soon, you know? So, obviously, when I say when they're one and eight, Jerry, whatever that is, calendar-wise, I think that's when you'll start seeing, I don't, you know, you'll start seeing him getting in games um, for the Giants just to get him some reps, you know? Uh, They're not going to make the mistake they made last year with Davis Webb. All right, buddy. Um, I want to thank you for this therapy session. And uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to have, like, eight more. Um, where I'm going to start to lose my mm. mind slowly and uh, actually quicker and quicker uh, because right now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very much into college football now because I'm going to be looking for the next prospects on who to take and especially at the quarterback position. And again, <laughs> this is not all on Eli, but it's clear we nope. have, to, we have nope. to move on from the Manning era. And uh, God, will, God willing, he doesn't do anything the rest of this year to, ruin, to ruin his legacy. I just don't want him to ruin his legacy anymore. Jerry, um, it's happened with a lot of great quarterbacks, right? But the Montanas, yeah. the Favs, right? It's yep. happened, you know, they moved on to other teams. Um, so you might, I'm pretty sure you're going to see that at the end of this year. The Giants just have to go in a different direction. Yeah. And I think you're going to see that, right? But um, and it has nothing to do with Eli. I feel bad for Eli, Jerry, in a lot yeah, of ways. we all do. Like we talked about it earlier. Yep. Like we talked about it earlier in the podcast from the, the year uh, since he's like 31 years old on, right? For the last yep. six years, they've been wasting. They should have been. You know, um, prime. You know, prime of his career. And he, he, you, know, you know, even so today, he, like, he faces the music. I mean, he faces the music and and talks to everybody all the time. And yeah, it's a shame. He's just a, a shell shocked shell of his former self. Yeah. And I, last night, actually, there were a couple of times yeah. where he he reminded me of the Y.A. Tittle picture with Tittle on his knees yeah. with blood coming down his face. Like that's what that's the image I saw from yeah. Manning last night. You know, you know, you know what's funny, Jerry, is that you know John Mara is a class act. You know. Uh, yeah. The Mara families, you know, they, they've been class acts for this organization, for the sport, right? For the NFL period, yeah. for the longest time. But sometimes, don't you wish you had a little bit of a lunatic like Jerry Jones where he would have fired a Reese years ago after he didn't put a good product on oh, the field? Oh, uh, we've, we've <laughs> said it. We've always said it. The Maras are wonderful human beings. I mean, salt of the earth, yep. great people. I'm proud that I root for this yep. team because of the Mara family. But they're yep. loyal to a fault. Right. I mean, Wellington Mara was... A saint is mm-hmm. probably right next to you know Saint Peter up in heaven, but, but <laughs> right, right. Just he was loyal to 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 a fault. I mean, he 
he gave Ali Sherman like a, I don't know, what was it, a 10-year contract and, and after a horrible yeah. season, and he was loyal to Robustelli for too long. But, hey, man, he's the, he's the, 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 the start of once a giant, always a giant. That's him. So you're right, man. It's once in a while you almost wish you had like a lunatic Steinbrenner in there or, or Jerry. Not even, I can't even say. Uh, can't, yeah, I can't say Jerry yeah. Jones out loud, but you're right. You, you almost wish you had like a. Well, you know what I'm even a, even like a Dan Snyder or something. You know what I'm saying is right. like you know Al Davis. Like after the third year, after the third year of watching your star quarterback who you consider you know a you son. consider him like a son, right? right? And you see him getting pummeled week after week. If I'm the owner, I would get the gym in my office and go, can you explain to me why we can't find anybody that could block up front? Because if we don't next season, you're going to be on the street with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that's a whole other story, right? But, uh, you know, so. Buddy, awesome job. All right, bud. Um, Listen, all right, guys. Know, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Still order it. It's a damn good newspaper, even though we stink. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subscriptions are only $39.95 for the paper copy and the digital version is only $17. 14 issues a year as we're bi-weekly during the season and monthly in the off-season. The next podcast will be 8 p.m. Monday, October 15th. We will discuss all things in that damn game from Thursday night against that feathered helmet unit. Thanks for listening to a Giant Insider podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. And remember, guys, Sundays are still and will always be Giant Days. Take care, everyone. Take care, bud.